In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, on this first day of the year of our Lord, 2023, I come before you to preach to you a way of life, that is, the regular way. And no, I am not here using the word regular in the ordinary sense of the term, normal, or what most people do. I call the life regular, which corresponds to the original sense of the Latin word regulus, ruled, or by the rule. For St. Paul exhorts us today to sobriety of life in this epistle, and nothing so tends towards this virtue than giving up our own will about how we spend our minutes and hours, but living according to a rule. Many saints have preached the necessity of having a rule of life for priests, but also its usefulness for the lay faithful. Regularity of life is so highly prized in the mind of Holy Mother Church that it is one of the virtues implored in the prayer of thanksgiving after Mass composed by Pope Clement XI. We should start by noting that the man who holds to a well-defined rule of life saves considerable time. He doesn't waste time hesitating, deciding what to do next. He knows exactly what he is to do and when he is to do it. Even if his schedule is not mathematically detailed, at least it sets off time periods and lays down principles with regard to time for prayer, recreation, work, and rest. There is little or nothing unforeseen in his day. And even should the unusual event occur, he has already provided for it by determining beforehand which activities may be shortened and the manner of making up for them. As soon as exceptional circumstances cease to exist, he immediately comes back to, to the rule. Another wonderful consequence of living according to a rule is that it fights against our natural inconstancy. The rule urges a man to do always what is prescribed, and, and that every day, and at every hour of the day. Thus, good habits are formed, that giving continuity to his life assure his perseverance, and his days are full days, teeming with good works and merit. With the rule of life, it is easy to infuse supernatural motives into all of our actions, the mere fact of conquering our passing tastes and whims puts order into our life and directs all of our actions towards God. Moreover, a good rule of life provides for a brief thought of God before every action of importance and for the forming of a supernatural intention. Thus, each and every one of our actions is explicitly sanctified and becomes an act of love. A great measure of merit can thus be gained each day. A rule of life greatly promotes the sanctification of our neighbor as well, not just our own. For to sanctify others, we must join prayer to action. We must make good use of, of the time devoted to works of zeal and give good example 
And this is exactly what is done by the man who is faithful to his rule. In his well-regulated life, he finds the practical means of combining prayer with action. Convinced that the soul of zeal is the interior life of prayer, he takes care that his rule devotes a certain portion of time to prayer, including, of course, rote prayers, most importantly, the Holy Rosary, but also mental prayer, assistance at the Holy Mass, and an act of thanksgiving after Holy Mass, lasting, if possible, 15 minutes. Visits to the Blessed Sacrament as well, and all other exercises, which are indispensable spiritual food for the soul. The rule has to be firm enough to sustain the will, yet flexible enough to be adaptable to the various circumstances arising in real life, which we know from the experience, which we know from experience, frequently upends our plans. This flexibility should also apply, according to the wise remark of Saint John Oudes, to forms of prayer and the, ma- and the manner of offering our actions to God. This saint wrote. I beg you to notice that the practice of all practices, the secret of secrets, the devotion of devotions, is not to attach oneself exclusively to any one particular practice or exercise of devotion. Take care, on the contrary, in all your exercises and all your actions, to give yourself up to the Holy Spirit of Jesus with humility, with confidence, and detachment from all things, so that finding you detached from your own spirit and from your own devotion and dispositions, he may have full power and liberty to act in you as he desires, to inspire you with such dispositions and sentiments of devotion as he shall judge well, and to lead you by the ways which are pleasing to him. We must next note that there are two faults to be avoided regarding one's rule of life. Scrupulosity and laxity. To say it plainly, let there be no scruples. As long as there is a serious reason to dispense with a given point of a rule of life or to postpone it or to substitute it for an equivalent, let this be done without misgivings or anxiety. It is good to go to daily Mass, for example, but if one of our children or family members falls sick, we must take care of them, no matter what exercises of piety this may may cost us. Christian charity to our neighbor requires it. On the other hand, there should not be laxity in the observance of the rule either, a lack of mortification, or the mere desire to prolong a conversation or curiosity. These are not adequate reasons for deferring the performance of duty at the risk of omitting them entirely. Likewise, if the accomplishment of certain duties in the usual manner becomes impossible, we must strive to fulfill them in some other way. For example, a priest who is obliged to take holy viaticum to a dying person during his time of meditation 
will try to turn this will try to turn the fulfillment of this duty into an effective prayer by offering his homages, his prayers to the Eucharistic Lord who rests there on his own heart. Punctuality is also an integral part of the observance of a rule of life. If it is question of some public exercise of ministry by a priest, a delay often means considerable inconvenience for the faithful. But on the part of a teacher also, lack of punctuality sets before the students a bad example which they are only too prone to follow. The rule, finally, must be observed in a Christian manner, that is to say, with supernatural motives, in order to do the will of God, and thus give God the most genuine proof of our love. This singleness of purpose is the soul of, a, of the rule. It gives to each of our actions its true worth by transforming them all into acts of obedience and love. In order to practice this singleness of purpose, we must reflect a moment before acting, ask ourselves what the rule is demanding of, demanding of us at that moment, and then regulate our conduct with the view of pleasing God, being able to say with our Lord, I do always the things that please him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.